Hi, everybody. We're so glad that you're joining us today for the Extreme Sisters Gideon Bible Study. It is going to be an incredible time as we study the Word of God. But before we get into our study, I would like to introduce my very special guest. She's a dear friend to me. I, I love her uh, more, than, more than anything. I tell her all the time how much I love her and appreciate her. But let me introduce to you, this is Kayla Al Albino. Bino. <laughs> Not albino, but albino. Kayla albino. albino. And Kayla, how about, would you greet our viewers today and, and let us know just a couple of things about you. <laughs> yes, the proper pronunciation is albino, not albino, even though it is spelled the same. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Amy, for having me. It is an honor. And just like she says how, how much she loves me, I love her as well as a mother. But yes, my name is Kayla Albino. I do help lead the women's ministry on Friday nights, along with our sister Shanda as well. She has been a great help, um, and I thank God for her. Let's give a shout out to Shandell. Woohoo, Shandell! <laughs> but yes, yeah, she does uh, help along. And uh, the Friday night option was available for the women who were not able to make it to the Wednesday uh, morning uh, meetings with Pastor Amy. So, uh, ladies, if you are still interested in joining the women's ministry, uh, we have Wednesday and Friday nights available. Uh, just seek either myself, Chandel, or Pastor Amy for more information. Um, I am also married to Minister Rob Robino that everybody is very familiar with. We have four beautiful children, and I cannot thank God enough for my husband and for my children. My family is the biggest blessing that I could ever have uh, in my life. Um, there is another thing that me and Pastor Amy were chatting about earlier. I love to bake. I do like to cook. Don't get that wrong. I love, <laughs> I love to bake. You know, I think I specialize more in baking than the actually cooking aspect. But if you're interested in anything, let me know. I do make a good flan cocho, which is flan and cake together. So, if you know, if you like flan and you like cake, let me know and I can put those things together for you. Uh, so, just hit me up in Messenger. If you have my number, hit me up with a text and I would definitely love to bless you with uh, my skills in baking. <laughs> that, sounds so that sounds so delicious. And, and it ladies, is. we do have a variety of options for you at the Central Assembly of God Ministry during this time. So please check out the, the Women's Ministry Facebook page. And also, uh, towards the end of May, we will be having a spring, uh, spring parties. We'll be having one on Wednesday, May 20th. And then the, the Friday night of that same week, there'll be a party as well. So check out our Facebook page, and we'll have more details for that. But we love you. We're excited that you're joining us today. Yes. And I do, before we get into uh, uh, our Bible study today, which most of you know, it's our Gideon Bible study. We are in week six, and we're going to be talking about days two and three in this particular study. But you can join along with us, even if you just have your Bible. Uh, that will be fine. You can connect and figure it all out. And I do want to say a shout out to the two ladies that, that assist me on Wednesday mornings, Corrine Popolsky and 
um, uh, Florence, Mystique. Uh, they're dear sisters in the Lord, and I love them, and I appreciate them very much. And basically, the Wednesday morning and the Friday night uh, ministry team, mm -hmm. we're like one whole team. And, yes. and we, we love each other, yes. and we love the Lord, and we love you ladies. So keep us in prayer, and, and thank you for joining us today. You know, um, uh, uh, this lady here, Shriver, uh, Sh uh, Shriver, blah, 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 yeah, yeah. Shire. She was, she made me think about as we be, we go from, uh, in day two, from good to bad or bad to worse is what we're going to be talking about, mm -hmm. about idols and the things that were going on with the Israelites and, and, and how we can apply that to, to our own lives, things that go from good to bad or bad to worse, which which really is appropriate, Kayla, during this crisis. Wouldn't you say so? Yes, yes. And it made me think about when my daughter Emily and my husband, Pastor Cole, they were in India, and they were telling me about cows. And they said that, you know, you drive down the streets of India, and cows are everywhere. And, and that's why, ladies, on this set, we have some things just, just right here in front of us that are actually from India. They would say that there's cows um, on the street, you know, oh, walking, wow. walking in and out of the cars, cows in people's <laughs> backyard, cows every single place. And so why am I bringing that up as we, as we begin the introduction to this Bible study? Is you know, it's with the cows everywhere, it's like idols are everywhere in our lives. And, and sometimes they're just everywhere so much of the time that we just accept it like they do over in mm -hmm. India, that, oh, well, no big deal. Yeah. It's just cows everywhere. It's Every, nothing. It's, it's nothing. And so part of our goal today, you're in my goal, and I know it's your heart because we've talked about the things of the Lord and, mm -hmm. and stuff. Part of our goal, Kayla and my goal, and, and of course the word of God in this study is to get you aware that, you know, there's idols everywhere and to be aware that they're there and, and what to do with them, how to cut them down, how to push them out of your life, how to recognize them and to move forward with the Lord. So the first thing that we're going to talk about, in it, we're going to read Judges chapter 8, uh, verses 22. It should be up on the screen for you ladies, or you can... Um, you know, you can, you can look it up yourself. So I'm going to read this, and then we're going to talk about what is this saying to us, Kayla, about going from good to bad. Judges chapter 8, verses 22. Then the men of Israel said to Gideon, Rule over us, both you and your son, also your son's son, for you have delivered, delivered us from the hand of Midian. So the key word in, in Judges, chapter 8, verses 22, is it's helping us to point a finger there again at the, um, the idols in our lives. And so how would you describe in these particular verses the word anything in, re, in pertaining to idols? What, what would you say that means? So first off, anything can include uh, everything, mm -hmm. everything that surrounds you in your life, um, even as the author says, the gifts that are given to you by God, which right. are a good thing. They're not a bad thing, but sometimes we can turn it into uh, a bad thing or into the wrong direction where God didn't want you to take it to. So it could mean the little things that you don't see. Are bad mm -hmm. that are okay um, 
things can come to your life in a sneaky way. And you won't notice it until you actually start to sense, uh, you know, Holy Spirit convict you and say, hey, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And that's when you start to kind of examine yourself in certain areas. So anything can include everything. So don't limit the thought on that as well. It's kind of like the line of cows are great things and they're everywhere, but they can, so that includes every single cow so this includes everything and so some examples of everything Mm -hmm. are first of all it could be a successful career yes a career that's you know god has blessed you with like you said things that god has blessed us with god has blessed you with but until you're you get to a spot in that career and you're willing to make a compromise Mm -hmm. that god wouldn't be happy with and you know you would break principles from the word of god Something, something else that would mean everything, so we, we're kind of defining what idols are and what the term everything means, is it could be a padded bank account. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to think that you have more money to do with or just meet the needs of your family? You right. don't have to ever struggle or ever uh, you know, have the mental pressure that how am I going to pay my electric bill or I need to go to the grocery store, so I'm going to go to the grocery store but I'm not going to be able to pay my electric bill because there's only enough money for one or the other. But your bank account is completely filled, which is a good thing, Mm -hmm. and which we need, which would be great if every single one of us could be in that thing. But until you're always consumed with that, you're checking your bank account every day, you're checking your stocks and bonds every day, because and if it's it's up or it's down, like Mm -hmm. it has been a lot lately, it just completely throws you off. Yeah. It's a sense of security for some people. Right. They're secure. They know they're good mm-hmm. and that they're never going to go without. That's right. So it's it's sort of a comfort as right. well. Right. And it, and it gets our eyes off of mm-hmm. the main thing. Right. And then a final thing is, is that just meaning everything, to define that term everything, it could be your, your favorite pastime of pure entertainment. Um, it starts out, I mean, it's not evil entertainment, mm-hmm. it's not, it's just fun. What, what is something really fun that you and your family like to do? Uh, well, I know we do love to get out of the house. That is a fun <laughs> thing to yeah, do. Yeah. Especially now, <laughs> Less right? messes, but uh-huh. unfortunately not now, but any chance that we get to uh, leave the house and just either go to the park or uh-huh. somewhere where everybody can have fun we like to enjoy each other's company and the kids love it you know that's Uh where they're going to the park having family game night going to the movies Uh Uh, but we want Jayla her daughter to post post a little picture of that on on her Instagram (laughs) but follow Jayla (laughs) follow Jayla Um, but you know when you say that I think that's wonderful and I I think that most of us with our families or our husbands or Mm -hmm. our sisters or our brothers um, we like to do those things, and and you know that's a good that's a good thing. It's a great source of yes. um, entertainment. But when it can become an idol, meaning under the term of everything, is when that's all we're thinking about. We're in the worship service, mm-hmm. and we got our high praise on. Uh, Kayla and Robert, Pastor Nicole, and the rest of the Central Assembly of God worship team, they're leading us into Waymaker. And, you know, we're crying, we're raising our hands, we're just giving it all to Jesus. 
but we somehow can't do that because all we're thinking about is going to the park <laughs> or having a family night or or all the money in a our TV bank show. account <laughs> right a tv show so that's that's kind of the example to define what everything means under under that particular thing and so we are going to continue to move through uh, this study and we're going to consider, we, we explained to you about your relationship with idols and started with uh, Israel's relationship as well. But we're going to consider Israel's relationship to Gideon in light of this. And, and how did it go from a good thing to a bad thing? How, how, how did that happen? And so basically what happened was they wanted Gideon to be their king. And God really didn't want them to have a king. God wanted to be the, the you know, the ruler over yes. their lives. Amen. And so we're going to talk a little bit more in detail about that particular point and And we'll have scriptures as well for you. But before we do, we want to talk a little bit more about how good things can go from, from, I guess, good to a bad thing. Just practical, everyday stuff to help you understand what we're talking about. And then we'll look into the scriptures and really see how the exact same thing happened to the Israelites and what was going on with Gideon and why these people wanted him uh, to, be their, to be their king. So, Kayla, would you want to read number one um, sure. under on page 155 if you're, if you're in the book, please? So here it says, Crystal enjoys nibbling on tasty treats that nourish her body and delight her taste buds. But she slowly become mastered by the desire to eat. Now she can't pass up a delicacy without putting her hands to her mouth, even if her stomach is filled to the brim, and even if feeling sick is only one bite away. So how did this go from good to bad? So first of all, the good was she just, there's nothing wrong with she had enjoyment by just nibbling on these mm -hmm. special treats. Kind of like if you want to have the flan cake. You can start off with just nibbling, having, right. having, you know, having a sample here and there, or, or whatever your favorite food treat is nothing wrong with that but what how it went from good to bad was it constantly controlled her mm -hmm. morning noon and night she was thinking about and eating all the time that's what we're talking about with the idols mm -hmm. it goes from just a simple pleasure right. to it's controlling you right. Now, I'm going to read the second uh, illustration so that you can, you know, more clarification to our teaching today. And then, Kayla, I, Kayla, I would like you to co comment on how it went from good to bad. This is about Michelle. Michelle used to just enjoy shopping. An occasional afternoon, like, you know, like sometimes when I get off work here in the church office, I like to go by the Lehigh Valley Mall and just do a quick you know, walk through the mall, maybe mm -hmm. take an hour or something. It's good exercise, right? <laughs> and, you know, they have some new stores uh, in the last couple of years. They've had some new stores. And it's, it's a simple way of it, enjoyment for me. And it was the sa same thing with this lady here, Michelle. Well, after a while, she got so obsessed that she would go shopping before she went to work, because she went to work a little bit later in the day, she'd go before, even, she was even, became late to work. Mm 
Only 10, 15 minutes because she was so into shopping. Then her lunch break, she had an hour and she lived close to the mall. She'd go then. Then when she got off work, she would go again. So something that just started off as simple pleasure and enjoyment turned into a complete obsession. But can you tell us your thoughts on this particular illustration? So yes, she definitely got obsessive. Mm -hmm. uh, it turned from window shopping to wanting to have everything that her eyes saw. So it also leans toward the, the material aspect. It's, it's the materialism has become the out of her, a sense of control. Like, I see it, I want it. Right. And you don't always need everything that you see. Sometimes, oh, that's nice. It can stay there. Let's just keep on walking. But no, she, it, it kind of uh, made a disorganization in her life as well. Right. Being irresponsible uh, with arriving to work and with her finances mm -hmm. right right so I, I love how you put that and 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 ladies those of you and, and guys and and whoever whoever's going to be listening to us by the way this will be on podcast form on anchor and spotify uh as well so you can probably next week if you just want to listen to it in your car or wherever you can we hope that you will but I, I want you to take some time either during this study in the next 30 seconds or so or, or in your own time with the Lord. And I want you to think about how these, these are just examples, mm -hmm. but um, how these examples became rulers. They, these, these things, uh, the shopping, the, the eating became rulers in these ladies' lives. And, and maybe there's, there's some things that are good things or were good things, uh, maybe even last week or even before the uh, we had to start staying home or even a couple of years ago, uh, they were good things that you were enjoying and God God blessed you with. But instead of God being right. uh, the ruler in your life, these things are being the ruler. And see, that's, that's really what the Israelites' problem was. Uh, they wanted Gideon to be their ruler, where all the time God was saying, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Not that that's a bad thing, but that's not my best plan for you. Amen. And so take some time, and we're going to pray at the very end that, that God, they allow the Lord to show them that what is ruling in their life over, over the presence of God, over the authority of God. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, ladies, when you, when you get to that spot, it, it's kind of a painful thing when you're, when you're doing business with God in that area because we like those things, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, I want it, I want it, I want it. And, and, and we like the fact that they're ruling over us, even sometimes when it causes us great pain. It's like... It's, it, it doesn't make sense. It's kind of like an oxymoron. It, it's confusing as far mm -hmm. as to reason. But when you can break free from those things or push away from those things and truly allow the Lord to rule over your life, what's so neat is when God has all of you, this is his yes. goal. This is one of our goals today, Kayla, for you and I uh, presenting this broadcast and this mm -hmm. teaching, is that when God has all of you, you can enjoy everything yes. this life has to has yes. to offer and and god can trust you to bless you above and beyond and elevate your life and prosper you in ways that you could only imagine but he needs to do the first things first and the first things in our life is that he has all of us amen 
And so I think that's really, really neat because he's, and, and just before we go uh, from bad to worse, and, and the, over on page 157, if you're, if you're in your book, God, the reason this, this teaching, this, this Bible study is so very important, and Kayla, I would like you to comp comment on that, this point I'm going to make before we go to the next section, uh, is the fact that he does it is because he is so concerned that your soul is prospering mm -hmm. more than anything else in your life. I mean, he loves to bless us. He's a good God. I am so blessed. God has blessed me above and beyond. But the main thing that I've, I know he's worked with me on throughout my 42 years of, of serving him is it's always been my soul. It's always been the condition of my soul. And when, when my soul isn't right, my soul isn't totally sold out to the Lord, mm -hmm. that's when a processing in God starts to happen. And sometimes it's been painful, and sometimes I really, I have whined and yeah. complained and, and moaned and groaned. But one thing I've found that if ladies just yield to that process, let God have all of you because it's a much better place, and then these blessings can flow to you and you can actually enjoy them as blessings, not rulers over your life. And what would you like to say about that particular, those thoughts, or your own thoughts on so, it? So, being in the process is not always a fun thing. Um, it hurts, because that's a moment where God has basically taken you to the desert mm -hmm. in your life. And he's digging in deep. And he's showing you areas in your life that need to change, need to improve, things that you need to break off. Because you're not going to be able to grow if you're still carrying all that burden, all the chains, the bondage, whatever it is. Um, but I have found myself in those process moments, but I have allowed God to work in my life. I have been open and honest like, God, I know that this is going on. I see this happening, but you're the only one that can change it. You're the only one that can make me new. And I think that when you're honest and you, you're like an open book in front of God, it just makes things much easier. We're the ones that tend to make it a little bit harder. We're like, we're in denial. No, I'm good. I'm okay. Now that's for somebody else. And really, it's God really trying to, like, break and work into you. So, but the outcome, you produce fruit out of that process. You produce fruit. The anointing in your life is greater. And you see God's blessing flow in your life. And you're just free. You can live your life in pure freedom. And I love how you say that because that's that's the goal and that's yeah. God's goal. Yes. And and ladies, you know, don't don't get into condemnation about, mm -hmm. you know, uh, this is, you know, I'm struggle this is ruling over my life and maybe you have a whole page of things or mm -hmm. maybe there's only one a ruler uh, that's ruling over your life as far as over over the authority of God. Uh, because it's a human condition. Kayla's sharing that, you know, she, she has to work at it and, and yield mm -hmm. to God, and I've done my best to share that with you. All of us have to do this, but, but what she said was you truly are free, yes. and you can enjoy the blessings. But the one thing about we're going to go from bad to worse, those of you who have the book, page 157, 
is two things about idols. Mm -hmm. Or those or idols are everywhere. They're like the cows in India are everywhere. They don't ever stay neutral or stagnant. That's <laughs> the thing about it. You think just like that lady, oh, a little bit shopping. It didn't stay neutral in her life. It didn't stay even at, at a little bit. No. It actually, what happens with that, Kayla? And it, idols don't go, they don't just stay the same. They go, they get what? worse. They go from bad to worse. It's already a bad thing to idolize something. But for it to go from bad to worse, it's like you're in a tough spot. So they don't remain stagnant. They don't remain neutral. They grow. And yes. they can take complete authority and govern your life. Even things that you don't even think are, you know, right. idols. And I think that, you know, most people, you know, we think that, oh, that won't ever happen to me. Right. If I just nibble, if I just nibble on a couple of cookies, which sounds funny, like, you know, oh, my gosh, you know, how, who would have thought, you know, you'd be a, have addiction to food if you just start out having a couple of nibbles on a cookie. <laughs> about it and, and that's the only it's an example but we could give like thousands of examples about mm -hmm. thousands of idols but the bottom line is unless you constantly allow the, the word of God and Amen. the spirit of God to work in your heart and, and work in your soul because remember God is most concerned about your soul being healthy that's where true prosperity begins and once it's there you're not going to be tripped up by these idols if they're laying uh, neutral or even if they're stagnant in your mm -hmm. life, the devil wants to bring them to life right. and choke right. everything out of you and steal from you the blessing and the victory that God can Amen. give. And yes. you know, he, uh, is there anything else you'd like to say before we get to the Exodus chapter and we see what was going on there about this? I think you have something else. Go God knows us more than anybody on this earth and he is a good father that only wants the best for us so allow him to work in you allow him to break the idols or the rulers over your life just so you can be free and be able to move on with the plan and purpose that he has over your life Amen. Father God, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you because your presence is amongst us, Lord. Uh, not just only here with me and Pastor Amy, but you, your presence is also with our sisters who are watching us, my God, in this live stream. Lord God, there are some of us who are struggling with certain things in our life. Idols that have managed to grow in our lives. Rulers that have uh, taken complete uh, domain and control, Lord. I ask that you help them, Jesus, because you are the only one that can do what they need from you, God. For those who are crying out and asking for, for help and for guidance, how to 
break free from it. I ask right now that your Holy Spirit just come over them and you give them the guidance. You give them the direction that they need to break free from whatever it is, my God. The chains and the bondages, my God, that the enemy is trying to hold over them, my God. Because many of them have big plans and purpose in their life. And many of them are also a threat to the kingdom of hell, Jesus. And I just ask that you bring them out of that situation so that they can move forward in freedom, my God, because you have called us to be free, my God. Oh, and I thank you, Jesus, because you will be speaking your promises over them. I thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes, God is Lord. wooing you to, to repent and let his power and his authority to, to deliver you. Actually, it's a deliverance yes. that's coming. And he wants to remind you that, that you can get free from this and you can experience all that he has for you because he loves you. And you've even thought he can't love me because of the things that I am doing, the idols that I have let in, the rulers Jesus. that are over my life. Thank you, Father. It's coming to you to just, just say that you, yes, you, can ha- you can move forward in your walk with the Lord. And so, God, we pray for the, those people that this word is for. We ask yes, that Jesus. you will, the power of God will deliver yes. them. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. And, and they will be able to, I pray that you will put a hunger in them. Yes, for, Jesus. For God to be their ruler and not these other things to be their ruler. And, and you will, you will yes, somehow uh, deliver them, God, through, through this broadcast and help them in Jesus' name. And if that's you, yes, we Lord. do have a link on the screen about God Get Saved Now or testimonies. You can go to any one of those, and we would appreciate it if you, you would let us know. Amen. Uh, ladies, I sense the presence of God, don't yes. you, Kayla? Yes, he's I here. Feel he's, he's here. And yes. he's, working, he's working through this broadcast. But we are going to go to Exodus chapter 32, verses 1 through 5. And uh, we're going to go ahead and and read that. Uh, uh, It should be up on the screen. That's Exodus chapter 32, verses verses 1 through 5. Uh, This is is still uh, pretty interesting. So you can see the same same struggle with rulers other than God. People people in the Bible had too. So people are people. Would you Mm -hmm. say that? When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, come on. They said, make us some gods who can lead us. There's that word again. Other gods, little, little G, who Mm -hmm. can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So Aaron said, take the gold earrings. 
sons and your daughters and bring them to me. All the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. And then Aaron took the gold and he melted it and molded it in the shape of a calf. And when the people saw it, they exclaimed, O Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of Egypt. See, they're, they're liking, just like that word that God, God gave me to pray for those who are watching it. They liked those gods. Mm -hmm. They liked those rulers other than gods. That's our human nature. But we're being deceived when we like them because it's really, you can never have uh, your very best life when you're, you're allowing that to go on. And then finally in verse 5, it says, Aaron saw how excited the people were, so he built an altar in front of the calf. And then he announced, tomorrow we will have a festival to the Lord. And so as we're looking into Israel's history, Kayla, through these scriptures, what, what did Israel want done? They wanted gods to lead them. That's right. The little G, like you said. Right. The little G. The little G. <laughs> they want the little G gods to rule them. Right. It right. was something that they were used to from before. Right. So they were inventing their own gods. Right. Instead of, instead of God. Yeah, and, and we do that. And then what circumstances prompted them in these scriptures to make them want to do that? Well, one, they were impatient. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. I mean, I, I struggle with patience, you know. We all do. <laughs> but they were impatient because Moses had went up to the mountain, uh, Mount Sinai, and to talk with God. So they were, I'm not sure how long it was, but I could imagine them like, oh, when is Moses going to come down? When are we going to hear what God told him? And just complaining and mumbling upon each other like sometimes we do. But, like, I, I just, I cannot see how asking Aaron to make a god was the better choice. It, it baffles me. But they wanted to invent their own God. Right. And then who, who did they ask to do this? They asked Aaron. Out of right? all people. Out of all people, they asked Aaron. Imagine that. So, so ladies, you know, this is, this is a part of it. Now let's go to Judges chapter 6, uh, verses 25 through, through 26. And let's see what that is. Do you have that, Kayla? Yes, I do. Would you please? 25 and 26, right? Yes. yes. All right. This is the New Living Testament version. So it says, That night the Lord said to Gideon, Take the second bull from your father's herd, the one that is seven years old. Pull down your father's altar to, now I'm not, I say this in Spanish like Bob, I think it's Baal, and cut down the Asherah post standing beside it. Then build an altar to the Lord your God here on this hilltop sanctuary, laying the stones carefully. Sacrifice the bull as a burnt offering on the altar, using as fuel the wood of the Asherah pole you cut down. Mm -hmm. and, and so here they are going back to that. And also Gideon's dad was 
the head of the uh, Josh. the Baal worship mm -hmm. in, in the city that he lived in. In fact, he, he was a businessman. He owned the, the stores where mm -hmm. all of the idols were sold. And, and so it was quite a stronghold. I mean, it was, it was an integral part of their culture. And it was Gideon's dad, and, and the Lord is asking him to, you know, get the pe his people of Israel back from those kind of rulers, little G rulers, and, and recognize what's going on and cut them down. But you can see at this particular point in their history that the, it had gotten really strong, mm -hmm. right? Really, really strong. And so what began is just a calf. There again, an idol that doesn't stay stagnant or neutral grew up grew. into a full-fledged bull. So what do you think about that? Some of, the, some of your thoughts on that. So one thing uh, is interesting is when he says, take the second bull from your father's herd, the one that is seven years old. Right. Now, if I recall, the Midianites had ruled over the Israelites for seven years. Right. They ruled over them for seven years, and then he goes and asks them, take the one that is seven years old. I, I think there's a meaning there, there. There's a connection with what God is trying to do. Like, the reign of the Midianites is about to be over. That's right. That's right. And so, I, I like your point of that. And so, so ladies, the one thing that I did want to say, I wanted to get, you know, this, this religion, this Canaanite religion with the idols and, and even what they went back to uh, with Aaron uh, and Moses' time and then now this, this time in Judges with, with, uh, the, with Gideon mm -hmm. and, and all of them, uh, it, was, it was a religion that was not only, there was, it was business, they were raising, they were raising money and everything. I'm going to change my mic for just a second. Speaking of money, there you go. Um, it, it, it was a business in their society, but also it was entwined in the political uh, portion of, of their culture. And so, you know, so for God to ask Gideon to, for his purpose to get, get these gods, get these idols out of their life, and, and actually it was out of their whole entire culture, and he had to come against his own father because mm -hmm. he was a ruler of it. That was a high, high task. But why am I pointing that out in, in these scriptures is because, first of all, you're seeing human nature. You're seeing how we are with this area of our life. But to let you know that if Gideon could be empowered by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Mm -hmm. Big God. Am go I? big God, yes. go. Capital if, G. That's right. I like that. <laughs> capital G. Capital GG. Yeah. Uh, one of my uh, 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 brother's kids, we call him Little G. <laughs> and I'm thinking about him, but this isn't about you. And um, But the point is, if he could do this in, with, with all this pressure and all of these things right. against him in, in his everyday life and even with his family, you know, that you, we have no excuse that when we do business with God, mm -hmm. with these areas of our life, no matter how strong or neutral, if we have bulls, we have idols that are on the, the, on the level of calves, or if they've grown up to be bulls like, like they have in these particular scriptures, 
you know, our God's big enough to help us. Amen. He can give us the power and the strength Nothing to do what we... Possible that's right. That's right. And so, you know, Gideon made a choice in these things that he decided that he was going to take a huge risk, a risk, a risk against his family, a risk against the society. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure he had a bunch of friends. He had, you know, 70 wives and a bunch of sons and children and, and you know, businesses that, that were selling these things in his culture and the political thing. But you know what? Above all of that, he decided to take a risk and follow God's law Amen. and follow God's mandate. Mandate, And so, you know, I we trust that that's what you're going to do. And also, you can see how you think that, you know, our our society has gotten very immoral and, um, and, and so forth, but so had they here. And so you can see how, how immoral uh, this particular culture and this particular time in history had gotten. Amen. And so you could see that if you want. You, we're not going to it now, but you can go see it in Deuteronomy chapter 13, verses 6 through 11. Um, you can just double check that up. That's Deuteronomy. Uh, chapter 13, verses 6 through 11. But there's times in our life, and, and, and part of what we're doing here before we go over to day three is um, the fact that we want you to make a determination uh, to, to follow God's law. God's law is a higher law and a better law above anything else. Can amen. you say amen? Do you amen. want to add anything to that? Oh, I agree with that 100%. Okay. And so ladies, stand on stand on your guard. Stand um stand on your guard even with the good things that God mm -hmm. has given you. And and doing so, I think you said this earlier, will what? It's going to set them free. Set them free. And and we want you to keep it that way. And so, ladies, the next thing that we're going to talk about on the, the, you know, the second portion or almost the end, if you have the book, we're going to be, we're on page 159. If, you're, if not, you can follow along with the scriptures, which is fine. Another thing that um, uh, in the area of idols and, and, and even this particular, these scriptures that we're studying is you can see their emotions, the people's emotions in these scriptures that we've read. And, you know, what you, and, and we have emotions. Mm -hmm. We've talked about, you know, uh, whining and complaining and, and just, you know, we're, we're normal people. Uh, negative emotions, we have positive emotions, and we can see this in the scriptures that we're studying. But what we want you to know is that your emotions whether they're positive or negative, right. they do not have a brain. They do not have an intellect. They don't think clearly or wisely. All our emotions want is they want to be soothed. Mm -hmm. They want to be coddled. They want to be pacified. And, and the one thing about our emotions is they can never be completely satisfied. No. So you want to talk just a little bit about that since this is geared towards women. I think ladies that, you know, I mean, I'm talking for myself. Mm -hmm. I've had to deal with this. And, you know, sometimes you think, wow, after a certain amount of time, <laughs> you're not going to have to deal with your emotions. But, hey, <laughs> we got to deal with our emotions. So just before we go to the scriptures on this about, about this particular, I'd like, I'd like you, Kayla, to just give us some thoughts, please. Amen. So, yeah, em emotions, uh, they could be positive or negative, like you said. Uh, the positive, 
or the negative mm -hmm. part of it is emotions could be misleading. They can put you in an area of desperation sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then that desperation will then lead you to the wrong direction. Right. So we can't always lean on our emotions or our, how we feel in the moment. It's, it's right. a very dangerous spot. Right. So we have to be cautious of that, not to always put our emotions, our feelings in the front line rather than just right. allowing God to direct. And, and sometimes that's extremely hard, mm -hmm. depending on how emotional we are, right. is, is ladies. Mm. And, and which, which this is just, a, we're trying to be real with you, trying yes. to connect. But if you can go to the, even the scriptures, our testimonies, and even the scriptures, uh, you can see their emotions. You know, they were, you know, mm -hmm. on the victory side of God. But as soon as Moses went up the mountain, yep. their emotions took over. And, and how, look how their emotions led them. Their emotions didn't lead them in, in a right way. And we're going to see even more um, in the next few uh, verses that we go to in chapters in the Bible that the emotions when Gideon was leading his people, you know, these people were on the victory side. God had given them victory after victory after victory. Literally, he helped them to, to take out uh, groups of people that were causing harm and danger to them and gave them a way better life. Literally victory in the everyday. But then, after a while, they let their emotions, mm -hmm. their emotions rule over them as opposed to God's way and God ruling. And, and, you know, you always have to make a choice, no matter how hard it is, to let God's way rule over you because it will steer you in a much better way. Yes. And you can learn it from our testimonies or you can even learn, it, learn this principle uh, from these scriptures. Amen. And so on the side of victory, that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, in the scriptures that we're talking about, it, said it, had, it had been nearly about 18 months since Israel left Egypt. The Hebrews had seen Yahweh move in a variety of ways. And, and you know, we just talked about that. And so we're going to just basically touch, uh, introduce or, or skim the surface in the following chapters in Exodus. We won't be reading them, but you can write down uh, these chapters and you can look over them at your leisure or if you have the book, you can write them in. So Kayla, in chapter Exodus chapter 14, what did God do there? So God divided the Red Sea. Right. And it says, God divided the Red Sea and the people nearly escaped. I put Pharaoh. Right. Good, good, good. So I, what happened was, why did they get victory in this chapter? Because they put their faith in him first. Mm -hmm. They didn't give away to fear. No. which they could have. They didn't give away to, to the reality of there's this big army mm -hmm. and they have all this stuff. And they, they put their faith in God and they gave way to him. And what did God give them? And, and the reason we're do, doing all of these chapters, all three, three more chapters we're going to talk about in Exodus, is because it's to remind you that you, you and I, 
we're on the side of victory. Yes. We're on the victory side. We already have the victory. Right. We have the victory. And so why would you want to stay with idols, that, that little Gs, that really will only bring you harm or danger or addiction in your life that will pull you down alleyways and gutters and, and pig pens in, in life, figure live tea, figure live tea, and, and just steal from you. I didn't yes. say that right. Why would you want to work with God so right. that you can stay on the victory side? And, and that's what we're trying to show you through these chapters. Okay, chapter 16 in Exodus. What, what happened there, Kayla? So God provided manna, bread. Okay. And meat so that his people will not be hungry. Because they were also complaining about the fact that they were hungry. <laughs> like uh -huh. most humans do. But God provided. Right. And and that's another that's another great thing about our God. Yes. And why would we not want to stay two hundred and three hundred percent on his side? Yes. Yes. And then chapter seventeen. What what did God do there? Exodus chapter seventeen, by yes. the way. Yes. So God provided water. Mm -hmm. He provided them water to quench their thirst. And he also gave them victory over Amalek or Amalek? It's either way. We'll okay. just, you, you ladies, you guys pick you it out. You know what it is? I yeah. remember certain things in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, wait, well, how do you say it in Spanish for us for a Spanish decision? <laughs> Go ahead. So I'm not talking so they can hear Amalek. you. Amalek. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So ladies, you can say, you can practice, you can tell us on the other side of the screen, or if you're going to hear this on Spotify or Anchor, you can say, oh, they should have said. So, but we've said it three ways. We've said it twice in English and, and once in Spanish. <laughs> so let us know what you think. Okay, and then in chapter 19, see, you, this, is the, this is the God side that you're on. Yes. You have to constantly make a choice to stay over there, but this is, why would you not want to be on this side? Chapter 19 in Exodus, what, what happened there? 19, so God graciously began to give their leader the Ten Commandments and outline the law for his people. So in other words, he gave structure, he mm -hmm. gave protection, he gave healthy boundaries. Yes. And, and really that's what part of one of the reasons you and I are doing this particular Bible study today and sharing it with all of you ladies is so that you will have protection yes. and you will have guidelines so that you'll be walking down the lanes in your life uh, that will bring you victory, will bring you success, will bring you prosperity and, and, and all kinds of good things. Amen? Amen. Amen. And, and if I may add, all, all that we read, it just... When I read that, I'm like, wow, that provides a lot of evidence in how God can provide, how God can meet your need, no matter the circumstance that you're in. There was plenty of evidence here. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, you did so much from the moment that you took them out of Egypt and then you brought them you opened the Red Sea, you provided them food, you gave them water, you gave them victory over people who wanted to uh, also end their lives, mm -hmm. and yet they wanted to go for the little G. Yeah. It's like, really? <laughs> and I, you know what, I'm really glad that you pointed that out because yeah. that should show each of us that yes. each of us have to stand guard. No matter how long you've been in the Lord or how short True. you've been in the Lord or how wherever you're at in life. Because 
we each of us need to guard those little G's mm -hmm. in, our, in our life. And, and the devil knows how to trip us up with those little mm -hmm. G's. And um, remember, it could be good things. It could be bad things. And so try to remember these principles. Try to remember these scriptures so that when you do get tripped up or you want to be tempted to make a decision to get tempted or, or you're, let your emotions right. uh, drag you away, Say, you know what, I, I really want to do this right now, but I'm not going to because I know better. And I know that I, I want to stay on the victory side. Yeah. And so um, the next thing that we, we would like to talk about is um, uh, we want to pinpoint uh, two details uh, from, from the book of Judges. Uh, Judges chapter 7 and Judges chapter 8. We're just going to bring out a couple of points. First of all, in Judges chapter 7, uh, we want to see, we want to point out to you, Israel had seen God's hand of favor leading up to their request for a king. Now remember, in, in, in Judges, they, they went over, they went from letting God be their ruler to they, want, they were letting their emotions dictate that they wanted a king. And um, so in Judges chapter 7, Kayla, uh, what, what was going on there? Do you remember? Yes. Uh, basically, he gave them victory over the Midianites. Mm -hmm. The thing that stands out to me as well, and then I would like you to take, mm -hmm. take back over, is when in, in Judges chapter 7, I, I, I haven't been able to get this particular idea off of my mind for the longest time, is that just before Gideon and his 300 army were going to uh, kill and, and attack the, the Midianites, he needed more reassurance. Mm -hmm. So Gideon goes with Purah, can you say that in Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, can you? Uh, I, I think it's like, pura, I don't remember. Okay, pura, pura. I don't remember that one. <laughs> okay, so we got two words you ladies can talk about and just, you know, chew, chew it up Not on us. I have to look it up yeah. afterwards. <laughs> but anyways, P-U-R-A-H, this was uh, Gideon's assistant. And what happened was one night they were able to sneak into the Midianite yes. camp. And the fact that this is all about we're on the victory side, God's side. When we're truly on God's side, we're on the victory side. And they snuck into that camp. First of all, they didn't see them, which no. was a miraculous thing. Yes. Second of all, they ended up, they didn't know whose tents were her, whose. It's not like today where we have mm -hmm. everything's color-coded right. or we have like, like labels. you know, mm -hmm. labels and everything. They were just tents up and so forth. And so the fact that God positioned him and his assistant by the tent of their officers, their chief officers, and this is what God allowed them to overhear. He allowed a Gideon and his assistant to overhear that those officers just the night before had a dream. Mm -hmm. from, and, and they, in that time, they really believed in dreams. God spoke to people, people who were serving him and people who weren't, through dreams and visions. And so they had, God gave uh, them a dream and said, why are you, why are you fighting Gideon and his men? God, I have given them the victory. Mm -hmm. So they already knew that Gideon and his 300 people of army were going to take them down. 
Well, Gideon actually overheard that conversation, and God used that to give Gideon a like a reassurance yes. and a sense of victory in his spirit. I think that's just like like amazing. And you know, that's what God does with us. He reassures us, he gives us nudges and, and yes. big shots in the arm and tells us, you know what? I got you. Mm -hmm. I you're on my side. You're going to have victory. And so everything that God asks us to do either personally or or in our lives corporately or even in our ministries no matter how hard it is and think about how hard all of this was for Gideon. God shows him ways to remind Gideon that Gideon you you're going to have the victory. Yes. Yes, he he definitely if I was getting in that moment I would have like God, you are so good because you are reassuring but confirming what mm -hmm. you spoke yeah. from when the Lord of the angel came to him. Mm -hmm. it, me, Gideon, I'm not a soldier. Look, I'm the least of all the clans. Mm -hmm. How can God choose me? But that just goes to show that God can use anyone. Right. It, you don't have to be qualified. He right. qual he qualifies uh -huh. the unqualified. Yeah. yeah. So it, that is one of my favorite parts. Out right. of Me all too. tents, out of all tents, he comes across that one mm -hmm. where the soldiers happen yeah. to be talking about. And the one thing is that, you know, the other soldier that goes to interpret, he goes, that must be the sword of Gideon. Yeah. So if you remember clearly... They weren't carrying swords. Right. The army, Gideon did not have a sword, nor did the 300 men. They had other tools that God had given them mm -hmm. to use. Mm -hmm. And I just, that, that's, to me, that's baffling. I, it it's, it's just an incredible <laughs> story. And it should give us reassurance yes. as, as ladies, as people who want to serve the Lord, as people who are, you know, putting effort into this process of, of keeping God in, in the place he needs to Amen. be, is that he truly does have you, and he truly will empower you to do what what you need to do. And then uh, Judges chapter 8, Judges chapter 8, verse 21, um, what happened here uh, was that Gideon took the sword from his timid son, on the final fateful day, and he slew Midian's leaders. And on that day, in that chapter 8, the victory for Israel was sealed. Mm -hmm. So here you see emotions coming again. Now, And we're trying to weave in all of these things. And um, the, the nation was rejoicing. The nation, all over the nation, once this happened, once this actual victory came, that, mm -hmm. that Gideon slew Midian's leaders, um, there, was, there was celebration. It Cel was over. Right. It was over. <laughs> it was over. That, that's absolutely right. And so, you know, they, there again, you can't overlook emotions in your life. I mean, emotions in, in this part of our story in the Bible were playing a part. And emotions in our life play, yes. play a part. And so we're going to conclude and, and go to, not conclude, but we, we've got about five or six more minutes. Um, we're going to talk about how Father knows best. In other words, how God, how God knows best. And uh, they're put up on the screen for you. It's Deuteronomy chapter 17, verses 14 through, through 15. Kayla, would you, would you want to read uh, those particular scriptures for us? Yes, please. 
So it says, you are about to enter the land the Lord your God has given you. When you take it over and settle there, you may think we should select a king to rule over us like the other nations around us. If this happens, be sure to select a king, the man the Lord your God chooses. You must appoint a fellow Israelite. He may not be a foreigner. So, thank you. Great job. <laughs> Why would Israel want a king? They wanted somebody to rule over them. Right. It was really for selfish reasons. Yes. There again, I mean, you know, when we have idols in our life, whatever they are, you know, other things ruling over us, and we just, we, hopefully we defined what that term means, but when we allow other things to rule over us other than God, which it's really selfish on our part because mm -hmm. we like those things. Yes. And, and that's really what, what this was on, on a different level, but for selfish reasons. And then, you know, God really did not want, he was not encouraging Israel to appoint a king. He actually was against the idea. But he knew the people really wanted a king mm -hmm. because because they kept, you know, crying out that yeah. they wanted a king, right? So would you like to say anything about... So it's like a toddler who's demanding, I want this, I want this. And you as a parent, you're like, okay, fine, here you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right. So I, I kind of see it that way as was well, uh, emotional toddler. Right. As, as Priscilla here puts it, Israel uh -huh. was an emotional toddler. Right. Um, so instead of focusing on the mission and the purpose mm -hmm. that it wasn't about Gideon ruling over them, right. it was about God right. ruling them, them pledging their allegiance to mm -hmm. God and only him. Yeah. And also, thank you for that. And also in, the, in the, this particular chapter, in Exodus chapter 17, we started in verse 14. But if you go all the way down to 20, verse 20, which we're not going to read just for the sake of time today. But, you know, God put, uh, like, guidelines in place. Uh, and, and really, um, the main reason that he put the guidelines in place for their selection of a king was because God wanted a king. He didn't want the king in the first place, but if they were going to have the king mm -hmm. because of their toddler, right. toddler right. emotional state, what they were doing, he wanted them to choose a king that would lead them mm -hmm. in God's ways, mm -hmm. not lead them against God's ways. Right. And um, so, you know, they had gotten, they had gotten swept up in the fanfare of, uh, you know, all the victory that they had just had with Gideon killing the Midianites and all the celebration in their in their nation. Really, they were they were flying high, mm -hmm. and and then now, uh, you know, they're they're selecting a king outside of Yahweh's council. And so there again, you can see, and, and God it put in some, some regulations for them and guidelines in their selection process, but you can see that their emotions mm -hmm. were not leading them well. No. So, too fast, too soon, ladies. Um, I, I would like you to, how can we, how can we, as we, we're going to just give you a couple of points as how can you... Um, apply everything that that Kayla and I have talked to you about today how, how can how can you do that um, because you can do that you really really can um, 
Adversity and prosperity are two different stations in life, and yet both can trigger the same inappropriate responses, decisions, and dependence. So here are some suggestions um, to help each of us today um, as, we, as we conclude. Um, if, first of all, pinpoint your tendencies. So would you like to comment a little bit about that before we put the scripture? The scripture will be Psalm 26, verse 2. So Kayla, how would you, maybe what's something that you could do or something you would like to comment on that? So pinpoint your tendencies. It's like pinpoint your habits. Right. I like that. Yeah. That's that's the first thing that comes to my mind. And, and asking the Lord to show you what are these things, these tendencies or the habits that I tend to fall in. Right. Constantly that it has become a cycle. Right. And so, so that's what you do. You're, 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 you make yourself aware of it. You make a choice to be mm -hmm. aware of it. But also in Psalm 26, verse 2, this is, this is what you allow the Lord to do. Put me on trial. This is between you and the Lord, Lord, and cross-examine me. Test my motives and my heart. And that's what you were saying, Caleb. Mm -hmm. And so give God permission to do that with you and your life today. Or, and, and, and you'll be better. You'll be better. And then uh, number two is restructure um, your alliances or allegiances. So a few comments on that particular point. Yes, restructure your allegiances. Recommit to a God-centered life. Everything, your marriage should be God-centered. Uh, children, your family should be God-centered. Everything that surrounds you should be God-centered. It should be your primary focus. Right, right. And all of this helps us to do this. So in Luke uh, chapter 12, verse 31, this is how you do, do this. You restructure your, the things that you're connected to, the things that rule over you. This is how you do it from God's word. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything that you, you need. That is powerful yes. and, and, and wonderful. And then our final point that you can apply of this particular teaching and lesson is rearrange your priorities. Please comment on that, Kayla. Yes, uh, restructure your life, restructure how uh, your daily habits are. Uh, if you wake up and you go to watch TV first, mm -hmm. change that. Wake up, get on your knees, pray to God, read the word, restructure everything. It's, it should be like a 360, right. but all for the benefit of your good. Yeah, and I love that how you put that, and 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 in a way too is like the boundaries that God gave the people in the in the Bible and the in the the scriptures that we we looked at today. Make sure that you put have boundaries in, in place, like you said it earlier. Like be be on the lookout mm -hmm. for the things that you know pull you away or try right. to trip you up, and and put boundaries in in place. For example, when you get up, if you're t you're you want to go to the TV first, make a choice. It's not that I can't watch the TV or see what's going on, but I first need to go to yeah, the Lord. It's you're putting your priorities in place. Right. 
Right. And so the final scripture is uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 2. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above. This is how you do this. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. So set your minds mm -hmm. on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. So, Lord, Kayla and I, we just pray for each and every one that are, is watching, that will be watching or listening. We ask in Jesus' name that you will help them to do these things. We pray, God, that they will, they will have learned more about the word of God and they will have learned principles. But we thank you. We pray you'll bless them. We pray the favor of God will track them down in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, ladies. We love you and we miss you, don't we, Kayla? Yes, we do. We do. We cannot <laughs> wait to get back together. Yeah. God, God bless you.